Hey, Girlmancers. Welcome to our third Girlmance Book Club Book of the Month, The Soulmate Equation by Christina Lauren. Hey, Sam. Hey, Elsie. Hey. Hey. Hey, everyone. Lots to unpack today. We have so much to discuss. This I'm so Yeah, I'm so happy that this was the book we chose for this month. Such a fabulous pick on all of our ends and Christina Lauren. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's very different than last month, whereas we chose a debut author and a new book, whereas this book, it was new. It came out in May, but there was so much hype on it, around it on Bookstagram. Everyone was talking about it. There's so much buzz about it. So I'm really happy with our choice and I'm excited to hear all of your thoughts. Yeah, I can't wait to get into it. I feel like we've all read our fair share of Christina Lauren books, so we kind of knew what we were getting into with this one, but it was really different, and I loved it, and I'm so excited to like talk about it thoroughly because we've been busting to talk about it. Oh, we yeah. literally have not even shared with each other what our thoughts are. We've already read other books by Christina Lauren, so we know we knew what to expect. Oh, yeah. And we'll get into the writing and everything about it. But first, before we share our overall thoughts of the book, let's give our listeners just a quick summary uh, about the book. So single mom Jess Davis is a data and statistics wizard, but no amount of number crunching can convince her to step back into the dating world. Raised by her grandparents, who now help raise her seven-year-old daughter, Juno, Jess has been left behind too often to feel comfortable letting anyone in. But then, Jess hears about a buzzy new DNA-based matchmaking company that's predicted to change dating forever. Finding a soulmate through DNA, the reliability of numbers, this Jess understands. At least she thought she did until her test shows an unheard of 98% compatibility with another subject in the database. The founder of the company, Dr. River Pena. This is one number she can't wrap her head around because she already knows Dr. Pena. The stuck-up, stubborn man is without a doubt not her soulmate. But they have a proposition. Get to know him and we'll pay you. Jess, who is barely making ends meet, is in no position to turn it down, despite her skepticism about the project and her dislike for River. As the pair are dragged from one event to the next as the diamond pairing that could make this company a mint in stock prices, Jess begins to realize that there might be more to the scientist and the science behind a soulmate than she thought. Uh, Thank you to Goodreads for providing that wonderfully (laughs) detailed summary again. So perfect. You gave so much personality throughout that entire reading. I felt like I was listening to an audiobook. Yeah. when it talks about the diamond diamond pairing, I think about Bridgerton, like the diamond of the season. Oh my God, yes. That's oh so my God, true. I didn't think about that. But now after hearing you say that, that's well, amazing. Jess and River are the diamond match. So let's talk about our overall thoughts. So Sam, what were your overall thoughts on the book? I really loved this book. It was fun and sexy, a really original story that I had never read anything like in the past. It gave me all of the feels. Um, I've read a lot of Christina Lauren books in the past. And so I knew going into this book, like what their writing style was going to be like. Um, It was so fresh and such a new concept. Um, The characters were incredible. Not one character bothered me at all. Even like Fizzy, who's so like fun and outgoing. I loved every single one of them. And they added such a different element to Jess as a person and gave us that backstory of how she turned into the person she is today that I think we really needed to see and hear about before going into this story because Jess is such a dynamic and unique character um, as a single mother and as a working woman. Chemistry between River and Jess, it grew so much throughout the book and it left me wanting more and more. And even though it took 100 pages to get into this book. It was definitely very slow at the very beginning. It was well worth the wait to see their bond grow stronger and stronger. And I fell in love with River. Honestly, he's 
my new book boyfriend. And I love the name River. It was the perfect name choice just because of like this book was so different. And the name River is also just so unique. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I love the name. I mean, I think of River from the circle, but <laughs> it is a hot name. It's so sexy, so unique, so different. And everything that embodies just like who you think he would be. There's a love story that made me wanting more and more. And can I also say that there were so many standout quotes from this book. Um, I'll give you a little sample. When River says, I haven't been home in years, but I feel that way with you. I've never needed that more from a guy in a book and in real life. Oh my God, Kate. I felt the complete opposite about that line. I was cringed out, but I think Uh, my cringe threshold is like pretty like low. Like I get cringed out really quick. Me too, Liana. But also just listening to Sam's overall thoughts. Um, if anyone is named River, please slide into Sam's DMs because I think she's <laughs> a new guy. Anyone named-, named River or just like a sexy, unique name like that. When I think of River, I think of the character from The Politician who was extremely hot and like everyone, oh, yes. everyone wanted him in that show. Yeah. He was like the epitome of like just all American hot boy. Yeah. Yeah. And I, mean, I just think of like an old man from the circle, but <laughs> <laughs> so you but the name, don't want a river, but the name is really like, I, I really like the name river. I find with Christina Lauren, their names, like they have very unique names in their stories. Like I like Elliot love in other words. Like I yes. like, <laughs> not, not Jess, but the guy but Juno, who Juno, you know, yeah, it's cute. I just think of the movie Juno. I mean, in the end, this whole book, timing is everything. And the only way that their relationship worked out was because if you're at that place in your life where you want to meet someone, then it can work no matter what. Doesn't matter if you're a diamond match or like if you get these results that are 98%. Like if you're willing to put that effort in to meet someone and you are in that place where you are in that mindset and have that attitude to meet someone, then you can make something work. So even though the whole technical and scientific explanations went totally over my head, and I definitely had to reread some parts of the book, it made me really think about matching with someone based on your genetics, which I've never even thought about in my life. It's hard enough to meet someone on Hinge. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> taking genetics out of it. It's hard to just yeah. meet somebody with a personality. Never mind your You're genetic even being up. set up with someone. Yeah. Not, it's yeah. hard. No, the um, concept of, of it, yeah, the concept is really interesting for sure. So, but speaking of genetics, unlike Sam, who said that she hadn't read or heard of a story like this before, I read last year the book The One by John Mars. And Now it's a Netflix show. I honestly don't recommend anybody watching it because the show was really trash, but the book was incredible. And I really recommend if you like this book, you should read the one by John Mars because it it's elevated in a way this one kind of wasn't, but I have read a book that's literally the exact same premise, which is an app gets developed where you genetically find your match based on your genetic makeup. But the way that the one is different than soulmate equation is that it's really not a romance story. It's more of like a thriller and like what you would do if you knew that you had a match that wasn't the person you were already with and like that moral or like ethical compass whole ordeal. But all this to say, I really loved the soulmate equation, I too agree that it was definitely slow at the beginning. It definitely needed to like get his le- its legs and figure out like what direction it wanted to go in. But um, I didn't find the science too overwhelming. Like we were talking about it before and everyone was warning me like, once you get past the hump of the science, like you're home free, like it's so much better. I didn't find that the science part was like too jargony or too complex. I just thought that like, it was a little bit of like lackluster, I would say. But then once we kind of got through that part, I loved it. I'm fresh off of reading another Christina Lauren book. Like we all just read love and other words, which we loved. So I was very much in like that CeeLo, like love romance mindset. And this book did not disappoint. Like the romance was all there for me. The steaminess was the perfect amount. I was in my feels. I was like into it the entire time. So no complaints on that front. Oh yeah. Um, I'm so glad like that we're kind of all on the same level of how we feel about this book. Like we all love Christina Lauren. One of our like favorite, one of our favorite authors, 
I'm obsessed with love and other words. And I read that this month as well. So like, I was just so into CeeLo this month, but yeah. The I have a question. Did you compare this book, The Soulmate Equation to Love and Other Words, just because those were a recent read for you? Both? I did. I did. Okay. I didn't. I didn't like compare. However, there were certain things that River said, and I was like, this could be Elliot. Like, it was yes. very obvious that it was the same yes. voice writing both characters. Yes. They were very similar characters. Like, I was obsessed with Elliot and obsessed, and I, lo- and I loved River, but both have that, uh, <laughs> they both have that, like, cinnamon roll hero vibe. <laughs> I yeah, cinnamon love roll hero. a cinnamon roll. We love hero. a cinnamon roll hero. And we um, love cinnamon rolls. We do. Uh, But The Soulmate Equation was definitely another favorite of mine, and it did not disappoint. It, I agree that it did take a while for the relationship to get going, but once it did, I couldn't stop reading. But it might have been all the science talk that I found myself skimming just a little bit at some points at the beginning of the story, and the fact that it was in third person. Sometimes it was difficult to really get into the character's head, but I I love- third person? I've never had an issue with one book except for this book with the third person. I was confused at times. I know. I was was confused too. But I really – I did really like the chemistry between Jess and River and their blossoming romance. And I also really liked the support system that Jess had with her grandparents, her best friend Fizzy. They were all very supportive of her as a single mother raising her daughter. And it was really nice to see that she had such an amazing um, support system and all these loving relationships around. And usually I sometimes get annoyed with like the best friend or the side characters, but Fizzy was actually a great character and a great addition to the story. Yeah. Um, and I actually, she, she I think such the, per- the type of person that would be so annoying. Yes. But her personality was like the perfect amount because she was also so supportive of Jess. She was so, so she was such a good hype woman. Like she helped Jess like realize like how she was, how she should like go and see River and be with him. So like I actually, she helped further move the story along, which I, which I really liked. And the book had twists that I didn't see coming. Maybe I should have seen that big twist, but I didn't. You didn't? I did not. Oh my God. I was thinking like, what's going to go wrong in this story? Oh, I had no idea either, but you always know there's going to be something. I know, but I really, I really didn't. My, the twist that I thought was that River was kind of playing her a little bit more than when he, what he came off by saying that he was actually invested. Like I thought he was going to be like, it was more about the science and the data for me, but I didn't see the twist. Like he had more at stake than obviously. Yeah, exactly. Especially because this is his app and he worked so hard to create it. So why wouldn't he put more effort into the relationship? Yeah. Especially because it was fake dating. Yeah, but it was really rewarding to see um, two characters genuinely try to discover if they have a connection. And scientific data may have pointed them in a certain direction, but it was the characters' choices that made them a couple worth rooting for. (laughs) I rooted for them so much. Once they started fake dating, I've never rooted for a couple more just because like – Jess was so closed off because of all of her abandonment abandonment issues with her father and then her boyfriend with Juno and then her mother. And when you saw that River was putting himself out there and really that support that she needed, I saw that chemistry and I just wanted more and more of it. Like, normally I despise fake relationship tropes. Like, that's just, like, not my thing. I find it so, like, not real. I don't know. I find I often find them cringy. But yeah, for whatever reason in this book, like, I, I think it's because we, like, knew that they were going to fall in love. Like, they're genetical. Like, genetical. That's not even a word. But, like, ge- <laughs> they are genetically soulmates. So, like, Genetica? you knew that, like, literally. <laughs> so, you knew that it was going to happen. But... Yeah. Yeah, I found, like, the pace of it was really, really perfect, honestly. And, like, even when things were really good and you knew things were about to take a turn because they always do and, like, there has to be some sort of conflict that needs to be resolved, I was, like, ready for it because I knew that they were going to come up the other end. Like, we knew we were getting a happily ever oh, yeah, after. for sure. Of yeah. Course. For sure. But I also think that the way that Christina Lauren wrote the book, it didn't feel like a fake dating relationship. 
it honestly felt so real because River is such a shy and mysterious guy from the very beginning. Even mm-hmm. though they describe him as like Keanu Reeves-esque. And with Jess also, like she hadn't been in a really- It was actually uh, Keanu Banderas. No, Keanu Reeves. <laughs> it wasn't. Oh my God. I was okay. looking for <laughs> It was Keanu Banderas. <laughs> I'm not and, okay. And then Jess, like she hasn't been in a relationship since Juno was born. So she hasn't been in, re- in a relationship for seven years. And so the fact that the two of them were really like that support for each other and they really never put themselves first and been in relationships that were so, um, that there was so much chemistry for the two of them. I think that it didn't feel like the two of them were fake dating. Oh, I agree. But if you like a fake dating enemies to lovers esque romance, and if you like those tropes, then this book is definitely for you. Yes, I agree. Honestly, I don't read many fake dating stories either, but I love an enemies to lovers, especially when he called her average. Oh my God. I was like, no, River, you're not supposed to be that way. How can he call her average? But then I was like, oh, maybe he's talking about fizzy. <laughs> no, but he said it was because it's like a science term to say yeah. average, but average actually means like above average. I don't believe River. I know. I don't know. That was like kind of weird that he that they skimmed over that a little bit. Like I would have been like, you think I'm average. I would have left him for a day hanging and made him um, work his way back. Sam plays games. That's the takeaway yeah, here. Play games. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, but that's so rude. So calling oh, someone average river. If you're out there, Sam likes to play games, but she'll take you back at the end. <laughs> after a day of hanging. I don't think that's <laughs> playing games though. I think that's realizing like you deserve more than that. Well, if you're leaving somebody on red intentionally for a day to come back to them and you know you're doing it before doing it, that's playing a game. You could also just be confrontational. Okay, fine. But I also, I really like communication and I'm also like very open. Yeah, you are. But I'm not confrontational. Um, well, (laughs) enough about me. (laughs) Let's get back to River. I wish we had like a, I wish this was a live show and we had callers and we could I have know, like call so in good. if you want to date Sam and like do a live dating so good. Where's We're my Americano? <laughs> exactly. We're going to go to Twigs and get a flat white and then Americano is going to be there. When you guys oh were, t- were calling it stick. I called it stick because I haven't read, I read two I pages. I didn't even know what, that, what Twigs was or stick until I actually started reading. I was, I was skimming it at the beginning. I do I, wish that this book had a little more steam. Like there was that one scene on the floor, mm-hmm. but I do wish like- On the, the floor. They didn't even make it to the bedroom. <laughs> or also, the couch. Or the couch. Like, I didn't that's realize like, it was on the floor until they said it. But it was on the floor. Well, because it just kept going, and then I'm like, "Where are they? Like, are they still up against the door? Are they on the couch now?" And it didn't say. And then after he's like, "Maybe we'll make it to the bedroom this time." I'm like, "Oh, so it was, I guess, on the floor." What? No, but, I knew that it was on the floor. Yeah, I think he said he put a he put a blanket down on the floor. Yeah, he put a blanket. <laughs> yeah. What a gentleman from going from calling her average to putting a blanket down. <laughs> he's such a gem. Well, so we have some. <laughs> Uh, book club reading guide questions, and we'll go through them uh, a little bit in detail. So let's get started. Uh, When we first meet Jess in chapter one, what do we learn about her as a character through her moment of reflection in the restroom when she's on that date that's not going so well? How does Jess's perception of herself differ differ from Fizzy's, Juno's, and River's perceptions of her? Does her self-perception change over the course of the novel? Well, I think Jess is just a very closed off person to begin with, obviously from her abandonment and the way that she grew up being raised by her grandparents and then having a kid at 23 years old. She didn't have a lot of trust in men, obviously. And um, even like Fizzy sees so much potential for Jess and wants her to live her life, but Jess doesn't see that for herself. She's so 
focused on her daughter and even on her grandparents and just taking care of everyone around her before herself. And even River's perception of Jess, which we've already talked about, it dramatically changed. At first, he calls her average. And then based off of the little interaction that they even had. And then once he sees her for who she truly is, he's obviously in awe of her and falls madly and deeply in love with her. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Like I see it more of like her self perception as that her self-confidence kind of grows throughout the story too. Yeah. Like at the beginning, she's like in the mirror and being like, like you just see that she doesn't have a lot of confidence in herself. And I think that when you really get to know Fizzy and their relationship, she helps her confidence grow. And also when River says that he's really into her and like what he sees in her, she's like, whoa, okay. Like I am pretty or I am smart. And he like her, her, family surroundings, who's around her, like her grandparents and everything. Like, I think they help her feel like more confident as the story goes on. So I know Sam loves a journey. So I saw a little bit of a journey of Jess in that her self-confidence and her perception of herself also grows throughout. Yeah. I mean, in that first scene when she's like in the bathroom on that bed, like on that date and she's like clearly not having it and she's not into him. Like, I just remember like back when I was like dating and stuff, like you could, your friends could want you to set, sit, could want to set you up with like the best guy. But if you're not open to it and like really coming into yourself and like wanting it for yourself, doesn't matter how good or how bad that guy is. Like you're just not going to be into it because you're not ready for it. And like, I just think that like her friends are probably pushing her to date. She felt like it was something she needed to do because now her kid is seven years old growing up, whatever. She doesn't want to be alone. I get it. But like, she wasn't open, really open to the idea of finding somebody until she submitted herself to the genetically company to like get matched with her soulmate. Even, even then she wasn't that super open. They had to literally compensate her. To yeah. <laughs> but that's open. what, but even the fact that she like sent in her yeah. spit, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> her you have to at some point be like open to the experience. And I just oh. feel like at the beginning she was extremely closed off. Yeah. Oh, her mindset or not even her mindset, but anyone's mindset and their attitude has to be so willing to make that change because it's a lot of effort to meet someone and then stick to that person. And especially she has a daughter and she can't just let her daughter meet all of these men without her putting a hundred percent into that relationship. For sure. Yeah. But we saw a journey, we saw a story. So there was a little bit of living and growing and learning throughout and loving, (laughs) but also Juno even noticed that her mom didn't have a boyfriend. Like she was a very observant, very observant for a seven-year-old. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, usually you guys know how I feel about um, kids in romance stories because they just get in the way all the time. But I actually really like- This is coming from a kindergarten teacher. <laughs> yes, because I when you just want the, them to be together so badly, but like, you're like, oh, yeah. I can't sleep over tonight because I, I have the baby or whatever. So <laughs> um, I actually really like Juno, even though she was only seven years old. Like I teach kindergarten and grade two is just a little bit older. So it was a little unrealistic that that's how like, you know, curious and- A seven-year-old talk. seven-year-old yeah. talking. But I actually really enjoyed Juno as a character. Like, I thought she was really sweet. And just the fact that, you know, obviously she uh, liked being around River. So she didn't... River Nicholas? River Nicholas. She didn't hinder the story at all. Like, she actually wanted River to be around. So I liked her in the story, too. Oh, Juno brought out such a different side of River that I loved. Yeah. Yeah. Like, seeing Juno and River Cinnamon roll vibes. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so many dating apps and sites give users tests to determine compatibility, and there are multiple genetic ancestry and profiling tools currently on the market. Do you think something like DNA Duo might become a reality someday? And if it did, would you even sign up for this app? I don't think it could ever become a reality (laughs) just because like personality is such a huge factor within compatibility and it just doesn't seem realistic in my mind. 
Um, and even paying for an app that takes your genetics, like genetics are such a huge part of a person and to take someone's like a hundred and I don't even know, I don't understand science. So maybe that's why the science part of this book didn't really relate to me. Um, but yeah, the da- a dating app based off of science is so unrealistic and it's hard enough to be on a dating app. So I just don't see it. <laughs> I feel yeah, like I'm the, I'm the complete opposite. Yeah, me too. I feel like it's fully something possible. I just yeah. I agree with you though, like that the personality and the character element of it obviously cannot be computed with DNA. So I think that like to find a perfect match, and this kind of goes back to the book, The One by John Mars, like to find your genetic makeup perfect match, somebody that is the complete, like that completes your genetic makeup in a way that you yourself cannot complete for yourself, I think is possible. But like- If it's your family. <laughs> yeah, no, but I think that like certain things like that obviously have to get taken into I'm account. I'm sorry, I'm going like, to find like a distant cousin. <laughs> I have no idea. But like, no I think idea. that if this was a thing, I would be so, like a real thing. I would be so curious just to see like who it is. And like, it's not to say that, what if it's like not a, uh, a man, like what if like it's not like we're straight girls like what if it's not a man like what if you end up matching with like an 85 year old woman who's your technical soulmate like it it's such a moral crazy thing to think about i i mean i would definitely do it and i would make like i personally think that my husband and i are soulmates but i would make him also do it just to see what our actual compatibility is but yeah. i think like personally i think it's in such an easy way of finding someone that you can be compatible with instead of answering like a million questions about yourself and giving all these details like right it's right. just fit oh it's <laughs> like an easy way out but that's why it's so unrealistic But like, it's not to say that your soulmate, like we're interpreting this as like a romantic person. Like what if it's just a friend person? Like Mm -hmm. what if your, your soulmate match ends up being somebody that's like, could be your best, best, best friend, not a romantic. Like, I just think that it's up for interpretation what your like DNA match could be. Like, why does it need to be a romantic thing? And in the book, (laughs) the one, that's kind of what it was. It was like a lot of couples were doing this test to try to see if they're partner was their DNA soulmate. And more often than not, it wasn't, but it was like somebody that they did know. It's like somebody you have crossed paths with that you have a bond with. And it's like, okay, well, what makes us DNA soulmates versus the person that I'm actually choosing to spend my life with? Like at what point is like science, like it's kind of like that nature versus nurture battle again that like everyone talks about. Okay. But also, so hypothetically, if this was a real thing and if I had a boyfriend or a husband, let's say, that would like deter me even more because how would I feel if I was just a base match with my husband or boyfriend? Okay, but think about it even without that app. Like, yeah. how do you know? Like, Mad, like, for example, like, like you're you married, I'm you in know. a relationship. <laughs> I, I know, but imagine you took this thing and they, it told you there's somebody that lives in Greece that genetically is 100% your more match. Then you can be like, okay, this is, I only, have, of all the people in the world that I've met, this is the person that I know that I'm meant to be with. But what if there's somebody across the world that I'm supposed to more be with? Like you could but always have that, that what if. You? What? How is that going to help you if you that's what, live in Canada and they live in Greece? But that's what I'm saying. It's like, I'm going to Greece. There's always the what if. There's always the like, you don't know. There's always there's, that. Un- there's like, always you're the in what? California, I'll go. <laughs> I would go to Greece. TBA. Yeah, like a Mykonos? Are yeah. you kidding? Like a Costas in Greece? Like, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But like, I always like, not, I always wonder, I just, sometimes I'll be like, like, yeah, like I'm perfectly happy in my life and we've been together for 11 years, but like, sometimes it's like, like, are we soulmates or is it just because we randomly happen to be at the same place in the same time? And exactly. You haven't met, you haven't met that other 7 billion, 800, whatever people in the world. Catch me in Greece next week, ladies. Okay, well, <laughs> I see, Madison, I see you and Zach together all of the time. And the fact that you guys are still so like PDA and lovey-dovey <laughs> after 12 years of being together, yeah, 11 years of being together, I think you clearly are soulmates. Thanks, Sam. (laughs) And it's not just because you're my sister-in-law and he's my brother, but I honestly, like, the fact that you guys still love being with each other and, like, would be okay with just, like, hanging out together during, like, on a weekend, I love that. 
Yeah, yeah but that that's that's the thing though. It's like yeah. this is your soulmate. Your condenses is your soulmate. That's what it should be. But like if there was a technology that was open to you that you would then find out that there was somebody in the like, world that you would have never in a million years crossed paths with, that's what opens yeah. the jar of like, like the what ifs. Yeah, like Sam, like it's gonna be hot girl summer for you. But would you Not with the way I ate this winter? <laughs> <laughs> no, stop. You look Aww. amazing. It's hot girl summer for Sam. But Sam, would you like you are the single one of, of girl mance? Would you think? Like, well, no, I like I, I'm wondering. I, I know, I know. I'm joking. Would I am. You be, would you be open to doing a process like this? Whereas you were just saying like hinge, there's no guys or all of those other apps that you say like that there's no one. Would you be open to something new? Like, I'm a very open-minded person, especially, like, I'm at that point in my life where, I, like, obviously I'm dating and wanting to meet someone. So if this were real, then I guess so. Because, like, I'm the type of person that is always trying to better themselves and always learn and grow <laughs> and learn love. and grow and thrive and love and fine. Like, I guess so. I would try it as long as it's not like $300. Cause this sounds expensive. <laughs> yeah. This sounds expensive, but like Sam, it could be worth it. You could meet your diamond match. Okay. Well, I guess we'll see in the future. <laughs> if this technology comes out, maybe Sam will try it. Maybe Sam will try. I would be down to try too, just to see. I would be too. <laughs> Like, like no I'm, offense to Dave, no offense to Zach, but like yeah. I'm down to try. I'm definitely down to try. I need to see if my soulmates increase right now. <laughs> um, see if like Harry Styles is my match. Yeah, right. I Can bet you you like celebrities would do it for sure. Okay, well, let's move on to. We spoke a lot about River and Jess's relationship, but at the end of the book, River. And River reveals that he has seen the accurate test results for his compatibility with Jess, but Jess decides against reading the results. How do you think their decisions might affect their relationship going forward? Would you have opened the envelope? No, I just need to like clarify because I read it like 16 times, the same part over and over again. Yeah. It's insinuated in the book that they are still like a platinum match, right? Diamond. Diamond. Yes. Diamond. Yes. <laughs> because he's not... Okay. He's not like, um, they're not coming he forward tells her without telling her. Yeah. Right. Cause she says like, how are we going to do all this press if we're not a diamond match? And he's like, yeah. don't make me tell you. He's like, so basically, don't worry about, worry about it. it. He's like, don't worry about it. It's fine. And then she's like, okay. And he's like, you didn't want to know. So don't ask me. So basically they may not be 98, but they could be like 94 or something. Right. Yeah. 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 And honestly, maybe it's just river's personality where the two of them feel secure enough in their relationship where they trust each other full heartedly. And they don't, he doesn't need her to see that because they've already proved their love for each other. Right. But it wasn't that he didn't want her to see it. She chose to not look at it. Like she was like, I love you. And I don't care what it says. And he was right? like, don't worry about it. So like, I don't think he cared if she even saw it. Right. Because he knew what the number was too. Yeah. yeah. He knew and it. River created this app. So he clearly believes in it. Would yeah. you guys have would, would you guys have opened the envelope or would yeah yes hundred percent I would have I would have <laughs> been like I it's my life I, yeah I would have been like I still love you no matter what the number says but then who knows it could have been in the back of my mind but that could be in the back of your mind without the app anyways like yeah. are you my soulmate so I still think I would want to see it but it was definitely insinuated but I kept reading it over I'm like wait did they just drop something here and say something that, that was I'm exactly me yes yeah but I. So we would have all, I would have like ripped the envelope open. Like as much as I love surprises, like when it comes to things like that, it's like, I just need to make my own judged, like calculated decision. Give me all the information. Let me like digest it and let me make an educated, like, like an educated choice. Like, how did she know, I, like given the option to know and then to be like, no, it's fine. I don't want to know. And I, I'm such like a detail oriented person. I do such extensive research for no matter what I'm doing, where I'm going, I have to have all of the facts. So like to not know this, like I just, every night I'd be like, are we a diamond match? <laughs> yeah. Like I would just be like, I need that closure. Especially need like closure. from a book, this gave me enough closure because 
River reassured her enough. Like that was basically what we needed. Yeah. But, like from Verity by Colleen Hoover. Yeah. That was not enough for me. Yeah. Like, are you team manuscript or team letter? Like this, yeah, you could yeah. battle to the death. Like yeah. there's no way to like. Yeah. But I felt, I felt comfortable with the ending. I did. I, I felt comfortable. Because they gave you enough information that you knew. Yeah. Like the, the way that they yeah. didn't it say was like it, they a said enough. <laughs> it was like a little wink, wink. Like yeah. I didn't feel like the book was, cl- was done, um, was left on a cliffhanger at all. Like I fully was like, oh my God, yeah. they ended up together. So happy, like happy ending, close the book, move on. But then I'm like, oh, I just wish she opened the envelope to see. But like he gave yeah, her like you were satisfied, but you were satisfied by the end. Yeah, I was fully satisfied. But he did so really insinuate that they were. Yeah, he he basically said without saying. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it was enough. Yeah, it was it was enough. It's just like we would have all yanked the envelope open to see the results. Yeah, like <laughs> give me, show me the number. Okay. Also, especially as the character Jess's character is a statistician. Is that yeah. Her? Yeah. So she's a very numbers oriented um, person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Oriented yeah. person. And so it's crazy that she wouldn't want those details in those facts because she doesn't like the uncertainty. Yeah, it's so true. That's when you know, like, true love prevails. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's true. It's so nice. Leanna, there's your symbolism. True there love prevails. <laughs> there it is. That's well, what we were looking for. So um, do you guys agree with how River handled um, finding out everything at the end of the story and basically ghosted Jess for eight days? How no. would you have reacted if you were Jess? No way. River handled the data at the end of the story the way that any – okay, I get it. Like he would – he handled it the way that anyone else would have, especially since he worked on it so hard and um, realizing that people were screwing him over and playing with his emotions and hard work. Brandon Butkus. Oh, my God. Brandon <laughs> and David, they are <laughs> lahoosers. And his wife, Seaman. And his yeah, wife, no, Seaman. No, the last name is Seaman. <laughs> I just, guys, I just think of um, It Takes Two with yes, Butkiss. Yes, little Betty Butkiss. <laughs> yes. But I hated the way he ghosted her for so long and wasn't able to properly communicate with Jess. Like, at that point, their relationship was so solid. And the fact that he just ghosted her for eight days, how could he do that to her? He called her average. <laughs> I'm not over it. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and the way that you just ghost a girl that you're like so in love with, if this were me, I would have felt the exact same way as Jess. I would have been so pissed off and like been like, what are you doing? Yeah, like his attitude and his behavior is such a flag rouge. Like if you're going to be like this, if you're going to react this way, like you guys are laughing at me because I said flag rouge. I, I like that. So, just, I mean, yeah. Well, that's so what it is. Hard. Like <laughs> if you're going to react this way and like run and like be like throw yourself into work during a crisis, like what are you going to do the next time? Something happens. Like life is full of curveballs. Here comes like a little Sam, a little Sam um, mantra. But like <laughs> life is like full of curveballs. Like you never know what's going to happen. Like and if you need to know that like, you could rely on your partner to be there and like confront things head on and not run and re- like retreat. Like the fact that he like threw himself into work and just didn't call for eight weeks, eight days. Like I would literally be like sayonara if he showed up. Like get on your knees and beg. I literally don't care. Like nothing you could say would change that. And she's a kid to think about too. Like. That was the only bone I actually had to pick with the story. Well, okay. So I actually kind of agree and disagree a little bit. I actually did see both sides. Like I felt terrible for Jess that there was no contact, but I also did sympathize with River because this scandal could have completely ruined his company. And I know he could have just sent like a simple text being like, Yes, that's it. That's the caveat Yeah, like just a text, hey, I'm so busy. Like I'm just trying to like figure everything out. Then I'll come and see you. But like to me, like someone, um, you know, I'm a I'm a teacher. I'm not like a scientist. But sometimes when I get <laughs> don't sell yourself short. <laughs> when I get so and into Jess my is work, important as a scientist, right? Okay. More important. Thanks, guys. When I get frontline so, worker. <laughs> when I when I get so into my work and what I'm doing, I completely number one lose track of time. I get so stressed, and sometimes I do like 
take it out on the people around me and say, you know, like, I can't talk right now. I'll deal with you later. And I just get so invested in what I'm doing. And I'm not the most patient, kind or understanding person when I get super stressed with work. So I do see how River was just like literally working 24 hours a day, not showering, basically not like, yeah, But this is where I will challenge you. Yeah. If you and your partner were in like a crisis of your own on top of a work crisis, do you think you would push your partner completely away to only focus on your work? And also, sorry, a no. simple text. Right. We have technology and phones. Like that's what we have phones for. Just saying, no. hey, I'm so sorry. I'm so busy with work. I'm going to get back to you. No, I know. And we know that River is like really shy and he needed that time to like reflect and figure everything out. And he's not used to having a partner and having someone to like share that stuff with. And I think they both had to realize that like she wasn't used to leaning on anyone to help with like Juno and everything. Mm -hmm. And he wasn't used to leaning on it and and leaning on anyone when it came to his company. So I, that's where I saw both sides, but like, he really should have picked up his phone being like, Hey, just figuring this out. I'll call you when I, when I know something or like, please wait for me. And she said, I will wait. I would have waited for you. The other thing that was like, what he said when he came back to her was like, he, he had never been questioning their relationship. For him, he took the time away just because he was throwing himself into work. It wasn't that he needed space from her. So, like, that was kind of even, like, the dagger in the back and then, like, the twist of the knife. Like, the fact that he went radio silent and it wasn't even about their relationship. Like, he wasn't even concerned. He just, like, it, she was literally out of sight, out of mind for him. Mm-hmm. And to me, that is, like, the biggest flag rouge. Like, if somebody could just drop you like that and forget about you for eight days, that's not normal. Sorry. I know. No, at I, that I, point they were crazy already narcissistic behavior. At that point, they were already so in love. That's like why. the fact that sense. you're in that honeymoon phase where you just can't get away from each other. You want to and be four seven. Yeah. And she has a daughter who is asking about him. And like that's also something that is about, no like, bueno. Then I would have been like, oh my God, the fact that I even introduced him to her exactly. and he was involved in her life. I, I, I'm definitely taking Jess's side way more than Rivers. I just could see a little bit with River how he just threw himself into work, but could have still managed two seconds yeah. to text. Yeah, like, he was yeah. being very selfish. Yeah, very selfish at that point, for sure. But, but I he, get it. I get both sides, but like team Jess. Yeah, team Jess for team that. Jess. But then he was really cute at the end. He was like, really you can't deny River. Yeah. But I, <laughs> but I still, you can push him away. You want more and more of him. He's not like my ultimate book boyfriend, but he, he had his moments. Yeah. He was like, good. He was good. Okay, he was good. Okay. He guys, did the trick. One, one final question. And it's kind of just like a yes or no answer. Do you believe in soulmates? A hundred percent when it's meant to be, it's meant to be. This is like coming back to like all of my life mottos. Like (laughs) when you know, you know, timing is everything. God gives you what you can handle. I'm sorry, guys. This is a lot, but like soulmates, like when you're so compatible with a person, it's so natural. And Mm -hmm. and like, that's when you know your soulmates, like you don't want to be with anyone else. And it's okay to have your time. Like everyone has to take time away from someone, but in the end you always come back together. And yeah, I fully, fully agree. I like, I feel like I've always like felt that way. Like I've just been like, yes, I feel like that there's like somebody for everybody. And like, when you know, you know, and like, if you have to ask, you know, the que- you know, the answer, like that was like a huge thing. My mom always instilled mm-hmm. on me. It's like, Same. you have to ask, exactly. you know, the answer. Yeah. And like, if, if you're questioning it in your gut, then there's something wrong. Right. Like literally. So like, I think if you're lucky enough to find that person where you're not questioning and like, you're confident and you're sure, then like, hold on to that person. Although well, it can be hard because, like, it's okay to question at the beginning, but, like, when you've already, like, realized that chemistry okay, but no, what, realize Sam? you're so compatible with, like, each other's personalities, I that's feel when though, you're more sure of yourself. I agree that, like, some people need to grow on some people. Like, that is certainly the case. But I feel like for your, like, I think that you know right away. I mean, at least, like, I can only speak for myself, but, like, I don't know. See, like I, I have a different, I knew right I have a different answer for 
like love at first sight and soulmates. Okay, same, fully agree. Oh, but two very different. Two very different. Very different. I don't technically believe in love at first sight. I think you have to get to know that person. Like, yes, it's great if there's that initial physical attraction, but getting to know someone, that's when like the soulmates part like that I definitely Mm -hmm. believe in. (laughs) <laughs> River and Jess were not attracted. Like no. at first sight, he called her average. She yeah. thought he was this like rude jerk. So like clearly not love at first sight. And also love at first sight is all based off of physical attraction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like if love at first sight was a thing, like I would be dating Jonah Hill. <laughs> like Harry Styles. Yeah. yeah. Harry, Harry yeah. Styles. Well, I definitely believe in soulmates as I think that I have, I know that I have found mine without technology and without science. <laughs> Who needs to spit in a test tube when you can like go to camp with somebody or like find someone on a regular dating app? Yeah, you exactly. Just go to camp and, and Sam, is get, Sam, Sam is going to find her river and we'll keep you guys posted. Or if you know of a river out there, slide into the girl man's DMs. Uh, so guys, before we do our overall star rating, let's quickly do our Hollywood treatment for the soulmate equation. Has I yours changed? Hollywood we, treatments. On, on Girlmance, we, we actually posted our Hollywood treatment that Christina Lauren reposted. And we even, we were actually DMing with Christina Lauren and asked if, if, um, if they agreed with any of our picks. And they said that they would take, um, Zoe Deschanel for Jess. That was Sam's pick. Justin Baldoni as River. That was my pick. And um, Aquafina. Aquafina as oh. That was Leanna's pick. So she actually, they picked one out from each of ours. And we said, um, who were you, like, who were you thinking of? And they said that it's so hard for them when, right, Sam? They said something. Yeah, they said that it's so hard for them to picture a specific person. They're, they didn't think they were good at it. But I always wonder when a person or an author is creating a book, who are they picturing? Because I always thought that they were picturing an actor or an actress. Mm-hmm. Okay, but this is the thing that like I've come to realize, and I've realized it happens with me too. Like when we were doing the Hollywood treatment, you're like, hey, send me who you think is like who, like, I read through this entire book and I never saw Jess in my head. I never saw a person's face. I never saw, it was just like, I can't even explain. It was just a person, but it was nobody clear. Like I said, Kate Bosworth for the exercise of like Hollywood treatment. But to this day, I didn't, I still don't see anybody as Jess. And like, even from speaking to other authors, people say like, they take like, the personality of this person, the vibe of this person, this person's outfit in this movie that, you know, but it's never like one person. And I really, I get that. Like I, I can understand how Christina Lauren were like, yeah, no, it wasn't like we picked Justin Baldoni. We picked Zoe Deschanel. We picked Aquafina, And these were the people we made them. Like it's a made up person from made up experiences. Like yeah. it's not like, like what you were saying, like a mesh of a mix of people, a, yeah. a mix of different actors or actors yeah. or yeah. people in their lives. I, I actually, I really, I, the only reason why I saw Zoe Deschanel was because she was described as like a statistician, like nerdy vibe. So that's how I saw Zoe Deschanel, but she wasn't even really described in the book other than her blue eyes. Yeah. Yeah. And, but River to me was Justin Baldoni, just like the, the olive skin and like the dark hair and kind of like the mysterious, um, brooding vibes. Yeah. That's, that's why I thought of him. And then Fizzy to me, I actually couldn't see, I, I picked Constance Wu, um, for Fizzy, but I really didn't like see someone clearly for her. That's so crazy. She yeah. was for me. described. Yeah. For I Jess, saw her. For Jess, I saw her I saw as Aquafina right away. I don't know. Like it came to me. Like I, that was the only person that was like right immediate. Well, her personality. Like that was very fitting. Yeah. Very fun, like mm-hmm. entertaining and outgoing. And that is Aquafina. For Jess, I saw Zoe Deschanel right away. Just with like the blue eyes and also her name in New Girl was Jess. Right. Yeah. So, like yeah. I think I was associating the two also. And she was like very nerdy and quirky in that role. So like she just embodied that character. But it took me, I think, halfway through the book to really vi- visualize who Jess was. Yeah. And then as River, I saw Adam Rodriguez. Um, this was a no-brainer for me. I had originally seen Justin Baldoni, but then like Adam Rodriguez, once I, I thought of him, I was like, okay, this is him. I'd seen him in a bunch of movies and TV shows, and he seemed like he could play that 
character River with like his yeah. hair and his stature and he just fit perfectly with River and then for Fizzy I saw Brenda Song Fizzy's like so quirky and outgoing and like definitely not shy yeah. and Brenda seems like a Fizzy for me especially with her roles that she's played in the past always fun and like an in- an encouraging type of character yeah yeah I mean like for- London Tipton from Sweet Life <laughs> Literally London Tipton. Like for Jess, I saw either Zoe Deschanel, but then also Alexandra Daddario. But I feel like she's just like who everyone sees for yeah, every book. Every she's character. Like your typical brunette. Um, with blue eyes. With blue eyes. So I picked her, but I also, when I picked her, I wasn't, I was only halfway through the book. So it took me the longest time to, um, to see Jess for sure. But River right away. River right away, Jess halfway through the book. Yeah. So guys, before we wrap up, let's do our overall star rating. Okay. Sam. Hot take. Sam for Meet Me in Paradise. It was five stars, guys. What is Soulmate Equation going to be? Okay. You can't compare these two books, like Meet Me in Paradise and The Soulmate Equation, two very different types of books. So like Yes, I gave Meet Me in Paradise a five. Would I give it a five now? I don't think so. But like in the moment, I know. I mean, I'm sorry, but like (laughs) in the moment, that's how I felt. And I just had to go with my gut. But like now I'm going with my head and like it was not a five. But we don't have to talk about that. So (laughs) (laughs) for Soulmate Equation... Um, just like Jess and River's DNA duo score, this book for me was a diamond match. It wasn't a hundred percent for me. It wasn't exactly a five star, but it was 98% for me. Oh, <laughs> there was more that I craved man. and needed from this book. Like I needed more from River and Jess's relationship and I could definitely see a sequel from it or even a sequel about Fizzy because I loved her character and I feel like there's so much more Fizzy, that we could Fizzy get was, from her. Fizzy could be a really good spinoff series. Right? Yeah. Her dating She's life. that character that like there's so much more to her. She's so complex. And like even the way that she would use all of her base matches, like she is someone that deserves love and needs that love. But like she just wants to have fun and needs to like settle down like eventually settle down. Um, but yeah, also it wasn't a perfect score for me because I couldn't stand the third person POV and yeah. that had never happened to me before in a book, but I read all three of Abby Jimenez's books before this and they were all first person. And then starting this book, I was jarring. so confused. Mm-hmm. I had yeah. no idea who was talking and I loved the fact that like first person you can really get into the mindset of characters. And with this, I just had no idea what the characters were feeling. And I needed that from River. I needed that from Jess because they were two like very different characters and like very complex, especially like they had a lot going on in their lives and um, it would have helped so much. And they were both like very closed off at the beginning. So like, I feel like I could have connected more to the characters Um, and also the science aspect totally went over my head and I had to reread those parts. But even with that, I give it a 4.7. Wow. That's a high review. Wow. I I love this book. It was so well written. I love Christina Lauren books and not like basing it off of Christina Lauren books, but like it just, the whole concept was so cool. I, I never read it. And honestly, I didn't even know what to expect. I knew something was going to (laughs) happen. Something like, but yeah, 4.7 guys. Okay. Leanna, what's your overall star rating? I gave this book a solid four stars. I really wish that it was in first person. I really wish the ending of River, like regressing to his work didn't happen. Um, And I wish there was a bit less science jargon. But other than that, like, I love the book. I felt that it was a perfect combo of, like, rom-com comedy vibes, steaminess, romance. It just, like, ticked all the boxes. It just could have been a little bit more in terms of, like, 
relationship and character development and a little bit more of like behind the scenes, like in their minds with the lack of first person, but like very solid romance book. What I recommend it as like the top book you need to read. No, but like if you're a big romance reader and like you like these like light, cute books, it's a day read easy and like very solid, very cute. Can I just say, as we were just going through all of this, um, Madison's soulmate (laughs) just walked in the door (laughs) and gave her a kiss. Yeah. Okay, guys, 11 years into their relationship and they're still so freaking cute. I can't. Sam, you are my hype woman. It's your hype woman. She's your hype girl. Am I fizzy? You're my fizzy. Um, Okay, so guys, do you know? I, yeah, I, I fall exactly. I fall in between the 4.7 and the four. I am giving this book a 4.25 for a few reasons. And I wish on Goodreads that I could give it just a little bit more than four stars. It's not a five to me. I, because I needed a little bit more steam, a little less science talk. I needed first person and a little bit more, I saw character development with River and Jess, but the ending where he just kind of like screwed it all up and and left ghosted for eight days was like a little sketch, a little sus. So it's getting a 4.25 for me. I would recommend it absolutely. An easy read. I literally, I read it very, very quickly um, before our podcast. So very easy read, not so... It's different. Like I, I was, Sam asked at the beginning, did you compare it to love and other words? And I did in the sense that love and other words, I was, I, I had, it had me in my feels. This book didn't like, it was just very like straightforward, you know, they'll get together up love and other words. There was, um, a lot more. It's because love and other words was like a character driven story. There was no plot. It was literally there to relationship. I think those are the books that like I'm really drawn to. And that's like, so this wasn't it, but super cute story. I see like that people like loved it. One of their um, favorite books of the year or even favorite Christina Lauren book. I could definitely see that also. Um, So it was still great. Like I really enjoyed it. So it's a 4.25 for me. Love. Yeah, I wish Love. I really wish Goodreads would switch their rating system. So I actually did some like research on this because I was so curious. Like, why don't they have like half stars? And basically when Goodreads started, they just did like a five-star system and then people started like obviously really using it. And then by the time they realized like, oh, maybe we should go back and give the option of five stars, they were like worried that people were going to be so overwhelmed with like going back and re-rating the things they've written, write it already. So like, whatever, we're just going to leave it on the whole star system. Oh my God. That's very interesting. <gasps> it yeah. makes life so difficult, especially as having a bookstagram and we want to give our full review and our full rating. Yeah. But like we, we want to give that really, really honest. Like review. sometimes I'll give like a lower rating than I actually feel. Yeah. Like but that's why I have comment or yeah, but, but I guess you can, like, yeah, you can write your review, write a review. Mm-hmm. And that's what I do. Sometimes like if the line is really in the middle and I'm like actually writing a review, I'll like make the first line of my review. Let's say it's actually a 4.5. Mm-hmm. I'll rate it a four and I'll be like 4.5 stars. I'll write it at the top. Yeah. And yeah. Like, like, I, someone clicks on the four star reviews and they see my review. They're like, okay, wait, this person almost rated it a five, you know? Yeah. Like on Goodreads, I would rate this as a four. It wouldn't be a five star. I would round down. Same. Same. So well, I, I would gave round. It a four, but. Well, I would. I'm four point. Would you round up? So what, I would still round down. A do five for me is highly recommend. You need to read this now. One of my top favorite books in that book why. hangover. Book hangover. Book hangover. Exactly. And this That's is a not. It left me thinking about the book just because we have the podcast, but. And also, like, I love the writing, but, like, there were still things that I just didn't need. Yeah. Like, I'm ready. I'm ready. I know Leanna started a new book. I'm ready to start my next book with Love and Other Words. I am Words. so ready. Yeah, like, with Love and Other Words, I didn't pick up a book for two weeks because nothing was good enough. So this book, I'm like, yeah, I'm ready to move on to the next book. That's how I also know that it's, like, more closer to a four-ish. Yeah. Four-ish. Now I'm, like, second-guessing myself. Is this not don't, Sam, don't, don't second guess yourself. That's like in the moment, this is, this is what you feel. And that's how you see it. You can't compare books like that. I just do. And I don't think it's really good to do that, but 
as you read more, guys, timing is everything. So true. And And I feel like now I'm at the point where I'm getting really good with knowing what I want. So it's not often now that I read something where I'm like, the timing isn't it. Like, I, I feel like I can figure it out, you know? But it's hard when we have Bookstagram and we agree to read a book or yeah, we like, tell someone that we're starting a book. And so people want to hear our opinion. Yeah. Well, guys, we are already getting ready for our June book of the month. We're getting ready for all of our June anticipated reads, our June TBR, what we're excited about to read in the summer. And we cannot wait to share more of it with you on Girlmance. So make sure you're following us on Instagram at Girlmance Book Club. So that's it for our May book of the month. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. If you are not already following us on Instagram, please do at Girlman's Book Club. We are so close to 1,000, and there's going to be an epic giveaway. So, like, tell your friends, follow us, tell your mom, tell your pet, like, everyone that'll listen. And make sure you tell your river. Tell your river. (laughs) Call your river. Make sure you're subscribed to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We drop new podcasts once a month. So stay tuned for our June Book of the Month podcast, which will be coming in like three and a half, four weeks. Stay tuned to hear which book we've selected. I think we've basically decided, but we're going to wait for that announcement. And don't forget to tune in to our Wednesday night, G&I, Girl Night In, 8 p.m. Eastern, every single Wednesday on Girl Man's Book Club. And send us your questions, your thoughts, your concerns. We really appreciate you listening. And have a fabulous rest of your day. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.